0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This ride is just insane! We're going to go 165 feet in the air. We're going to drop down 180 feet like an 85 degree angle. You ready? I hate this you. I hate you. I hate this you. And now we're going into an Edelman Maneuver!
1: <laughs> <laughs> you say an Edelman? I don't know, an Edelman? An
0: Edelman, an Edelman Maneuver.
1: I had that last week, actually. Coast in the Country. Yes. Yes. With Marcus Leshock.
0: Coming to you from WGN-TV Studios in Chicago, my name is Marcus Leshock, and this is the Coast in the Country podcast, your place for the latest theme park news roller coaster reporting and all around family fun i want to thank each and every one of you this is episode two by the way i want to thank each and every one of you who listened to episode one i am so honored by how many just how many of you checked it out and not only just checked it out and played it for five seconds and then dumped out and went on with the rest of your life but those of you who stuck with it, listened to it, sent me comments, sent me questions. Uh, I got—I heard from so many of you on Twitter. I'm at Marcus Leshock. Instagram. I'm at Marcus Leshock. Facebook. Marcus Leshock up there on Facebook. Look for the blue check mark. And not only that, but went to marcusleshock.com, filled out the submit your story feature there. I got emails from that, and uh, I'm just—I'm really blown away by how many of you guys. Uh, decided to just check it out and give it a listen and really stick with it the entire time and get back to me. That was really, really cool. And as I mentioned on that podcast this week, we are all about Star Wars. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto <laughs> AutoTrader. <laughs> Star Wars time. You know, this is um, this is the only Star Wars music I could find. And if you're a Star Wars fan, you're like, this isn't from Star Wars. Because I don't have the rights to play the real Star Wars music. If I, 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 I thought about putting a video camera, like a GoPro, in our lawyer's office and having them download the podcast and listen to it, and hear the real Star Wars music just to get their reaction on ca- on camera, because I would get in trouble. Uh, dun, dun, dun. This is not anything like Star Wars. This is the closest I could get in our music library I'm allowed to use to the actual Star Wars music. Um, but yeah, you know, you got to play by the rules on the podcasting thing. You can't use the you can't use the real stuff, which kind of stinks because right now you'd love to have some like john williams duel of the fates action going or something when you're talking about star wars but anyway uh last weekend i was at star wars celebration and um if you've never been if you're a star wars fan and you've never been out to celebration i haven't i've never been out to the celebration let me kill this music because it is just annoying because it's so bad but it was a big star wars convention that's normally i think it's in california before it's been in orlando and they brought it here to chicago at mccormick place it was great, and the best part of it was being out there with so many other Star Wars fans and taking in everything. They debuted the big Episode Nine trailer. I was in the arena for that, and to feel that energy as that trailer was introduced, I haven't felt that kind of energy since Phantom Menace came out in 1999 when the episode one came out, the first of the prequels, being in the theater, midnight, opening night, first showing, and seeing that Lucasfilm logo come on the screen, and just the place erupting. I I haven't felt that as a Star Wars fan. Um, Maybe Force Awakens was close to that, but I saw that in a press screening, so it didn't really count. Um, But seeing... I haven't felt that since the prequels, which... Was It was so great, and I know you're like, this isn't a theme park podcast, right? I don't want to talk about movies. I get it, I get it, but you know, all the geek stuff kind of goes together. And I say geek affectionately, because I'm a geek too. They had an entire panel at Celebration to talk about Galaxy's Edge, everything that's coming to both Disneyland and Disney World. Let's just get right into it. If you are not familiar, what's happening here, they, they've created this entire new Star Wars universe. So if you're a Star Wars fan... And you're thinking to yourself, well, am I going to be on Tatooine? Am I going to be on Luke Skywalker's home planet? Am I going to go into the Mos Eisley? Like, what are, what, are, what, are we doing here? They created an entire new universe. And what it is, you're on this remote planet called Batu, and the Black Spire Outpost. It's a remote trading place on this planet. And the, the gist of the story is the invention of hyperspeed which, you know, takes these spaceships uh, other places very quickly. Once that was invented, this planet of Batu became a lot less prominent. People can get other places in the galaxy very quickly, which kind of left places like this Black Spire outpost behind. So what you're going to find in this outpost when you're there is you're going to find a lot of the people who don't want to be found. You're going to find the smugglers, the people who are trying to hide, and as they put it in the panel, you're going to find the really interesting people, the people that make Star Wars special, right? And so they create an entire new story that you can participate in. Scott Trowbridge was one of the Imagineers who kind of spearheaded this panel. There was a ton of people on the panel. But uh, he had this to say about, about the land. Take a listen.
2: And so to do that, we've had to create a place that is big. This
0: is the biggest project Disney's ever done, uh, and we're doing two of them, one in California, one in Florida. It's also the most epic and the most immersive experience, I think, that we've done ever. Everything has got this focus on authenticity, attention to detail. Yeah, detail. That is like the key word here uh, when you listen to this. That was a word we heard a lot at the panel. They really emphasize how much detail you're going to see as a Star Wars fan and just how big this land is when they say things like this is the biggest thing we've ever done. This is the Disney company saying that. All right, think about all the stuff that Disney's, Disney company's done. They just built that entire Pandora, which if you've been to that, it's insane. It's insane how big it is and how much detail there is in it. So for them to be saying, yeah, we stepped it up with the Star Wars land that really says something. Uh, there's also going to be shops. There's going to be food. They showed one photo of an old pod racing engine that is upside down. Um, And underneath the pod racing engine, they're going to be spit roasting space meat (laughs) that you can buy. Space meat. You really have to see it, though. Uh, If you go to uh, my website, Marcus WGNTV.com slash coastin, where this podcast is sort of hosted, you can see I have a whole thread there from my Twitter feed that has all kinds of pictures and images I took that day of everything that they were unveiling. So this is really cool. You have to see it. Right now, they're just renderings with this. They didn't show footage of that, but uh, if the renderings are anything like the finished product, it's going to be really, really cool. So you can see that on the website, wgntv.com slash So basically, uh, they they talked about how they did this, right? The design team was up there, and they talked about all the places that they traveled, and um, they went to places like Istanbul. They went to Morocco. They really They wanted to find locations that had ancient history to them. They wanted to go to markets that felt like they were out of centuries ago. They wanted to find places in the world like that to model some of this land off of. And so it was neat to see them talk about that and talk about all the places and how much work they went into really trying to get this to have an authentic ancient feel to it. Then, of course, there are the attractions that are going to be there. And the first, and this is going to open with the land, Millennium Falcon smugglers run you get to board the cockpit of the millennium falcon and feel what it's like to fly in space and and think about it as a kid you know growing up watching star wars that's one of the things that really is is amazing about star wars you you get the sense of through luke skywalker who's experiencing a lot of this stuff for the first time you're like him you know you're the kid you're the young person like him sort of seeing the rest of the universe for the first time and seeing what's possible out there. And now with something like this, you you would actually get to feel that. And the really cool thing about the ride that they stressed, and you kind of read about it, but you really got more of a feeling for this. You actually get to fly the Millennium Falcon. They talked about this too. Take a listen.
2: Guests are going to get to load into that iconic cockpit and take controls of the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy. And it's going to be unlike anything we've ever offered our guests before. As a pilot, uh, you have the opportunity to either steer the ship left or right or up and down, and it's truly up to you to pilot the ship out of the way of those spires, for example. If you don't, you're going to smash into them. Alarms are going to go off, sparks are going to fly, and it'll be up to the engineers in the back of the cockpit to work furiously to keep the ship in you know, working order. we got TIE fighters coming at us left and right. It's up to the gunners in the middle to work those lasers and those blasters to truly defend the ship. So it's not just the pilot, the gunners, the engineers, everybody's going to have an experience inside this cockpit Absolute. that's different. Everybody has a very important is... role to play, and it's truly up to you and your flight crew to determine the fate of the ship. Um, you know, one of the amazing things about this experience is actually, uh, you know, w- even when it's over, the story continues. So as you make your way out of the cockpit at the end of your amazing smuggling adventure, even, the, even that iconic hallway that you make your way through... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's going to look different depending on how you fly. If you had a beautiful, clean run, that hallway is going to be in pristine condition. If you've banged into every possible thing there was to bang into and taken, in, you know, a volley of laser blasts, lights are going to be broken. We're going to hear sparks flying. You know, we're going to hear uh, calm chatter about the incredible damage that you managed to cause to the ship. Think about that. How flippin' amazing is that?
0: The one question I had, though, walking out of this was... How are they going to decide who's in what seat in the cockpit? What kind of fights? I mean, not real fights, but, you know, amongst your family, you're going to have to argue about who gets to fly the Millennium Falcon this time, right? Who gets to sit in the pilot seat? But that's kind of the neat thing about the ride, I think. Think about the re-ride potential of this, because each and every seat in that ride is going to have a completely different experience. You are going to be able to sit, when you're piloting this thing, you're going to be able to sit in the front seat, you're going to be able to pull back the throttle and put the Millennium Falcon into hyperspace. How cool is that? That's going to be just incredible. And then to be in the other seats, the people who are the engineers in the back trying to repair the plane because the pilot's terrible, and then walking out through the hallway, hearing all the comp chatter saying how terrible the pilot was and ruined the Millennium Falcon. And then the family's going to be arguing because the engineer didn't do the job they were supposed to do. And no, you were screwing up as the pilot. You were banging asteroids all over the place. I just, it just sounds like it's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, One of the newspapers out West, I'll put a link to this, just did a story uh, in Orange County. One of the newspapers out there, sorry, I can't remember. I didn't write it down here in my notes, but They just talked to one of the ride operators who's testing this thing. And I just read it right before I started taping here. And they really talked about how much detail there is and how they've been testing this and what it, the feeling that you're going to get in this thing. I think this is a ride that's really going to blow a lot of people away because a lot of the focus has been on this other attraction that they are building, um, Rise of the Resistance. This is the one that I have been the most fascinated with only because the way that Disney has described the attraction as they're putting it together. Here's Scott Trowbridge, again, who was um, at this thing presenting Rise of the Resistance. And here's the way that he described the ride. Take a listen.
2: And it is the most epic. It is the biggest. It is the, 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 one of the most complex attraction
0: experiences that we or anybody else has ever built. All right, so for Disney to call an attraction the most complex thing they or anybody else has ever built, that this means something to go all close encounters here. But this means something. Again, let's listen to it one more time. And it is the most epic. It is the biggest. It is the, 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 one of the most complex attraction experiences that we or anybody else has ever built. The most epic, the biggest, the most complex thing that they or anybody else has ever built. Okay? That's setting the bar pretty high. And I think they know that if they set the bar pretty high, they're going to have to deliver on this. Um, so here's what we know so far about this. They haven't said much about the attraction, but they walked through it a little bit here. So the story goes that you're going to go outside of the village, right? You're going to go outside of the outpost of the market, and that's where you are going to find the resistance. They're looking for new recruits, and that new recruit is you. But somehow you find yourself a prisoner of the First Order. You are a captive on a Star Destroyer. So the whole thing of this ride is you trying to escape the Star Destroyer. Uh, if you've seen the teaser video, they—they, they, and again, I have that posted on the website, wgntv.com slash Koston. If you've seen this teaser video, uh, you saw the detail. It looks almost like they could have shot it on the movie set. So if they were shooting Last Jedi or shooting Episode Nine, maybe they said, hey, look, can we, can we use these sets for a couple of days so we can shoot some teasers for this Disney Parks attraction we, we got going on? No. They shot this teaser inside the attraction. And when you think about that, when you watch it, that's how you see it It feels like a destroyer you would see in the movie. It really feels like that. So the detail again looks pretty incredible um with this attraction. Also at the celebration they had the ride car there that you could go up and sit in. I got a chance to do that. Four seats across two rows. Um, There were no restraints on the ride car at um, celebration. So I asked him, like, is, will there be no restraints on the ride? Because that tells you that it might not be too intense. And the person there said, oh no, there are restraints. You can see where the restraints are going to go. We just obviously don't have them here because we're moving people in and out of the ride car to um, take pictures and stuff. So they didn't really want to have those and have anybody mess with it. But you did tell me that there would be restraints on the seat. And so you're on this, the, the rumors go, there's all kinds of rumors online that detail the entire ride process. I'm not going to do that here because part of Disney's thing too is they want surprise. I don't know if the rumors are true either. I obviously haven't been able to confirm them with Disney. So, um, But you can see from some of the other teasers that you're on this car and from what some of the reports say that it's a trackless system of some kind, that you're going through this destroyer and you're encountering things around every corner. They mention that you will probably see Kylo Ren on this. You will probably see... All of your favorite Star Wars characters from the new movies, as well as some other surprises. There may be an ad ad or two that you encounter throughout this thing. So I'm I'm excited just from the way that they are talking about it and the way they are sort of hyping this up. Now, Rise of the Res- Resistance not going to open with the lands when the lands open. The ride should be ready sometime later this year. And I'm sure before then, we're going to hear even more detail about it in the meantime. All right, so also in the land, there's all kinds of stuff that you can buy. You have lightsabers that you can custom make. I posted about this, and a lot of you were asking me, well, I've already built lightsabers at Star Wars. I've already built lightsabers there. Um, This is not a big deal. This is nothing new. These are high-end custom lightsabers. These are sabers, uh, not the lightsabers you've been able to do at Disney before. They are customized any way that you want them to look. I'm guessing they're higher-end. I'm guessing they're going to cost you more. some of the lightsabers that you've bought at disney before so don't have pricing on any of this stuff but i'm guessing that that's going to cost you a little bit coca-cola also showed up there to show off their new bottles they'll be selling in galaxy's edge they look like uh thermal detonators they're sort of round and small they're in uh, arabesh everything's written on there in the star wars language or the star wars stuff so you can uh, check that out um and the drinking speaking of that they talked about the cantina, which is a big thing. When you build a Star Wars land, you ha- they had to have a cantina. Everyone want to wa- wants to walk into that cantina just like Luke Skywalker and Han Solo did and Obi-Wan did in A New Hope. You want to have that feeling of that, and they've created it. Obviously, it's a new cantina that's on this new land, but uh, one old character they're bringing back is DJ Rex from Star Tours. If you remember uh, DJ Rex on Star Tours, he will be the official DJ at this cantina And um, so they want to give you that cantina experience. And they also, they showed off some new music that's going to be, we all know the cantina music. Well, they have some original music in the spirit of the classic cantina theme uh, for this. And I have some of it here. You're going to hear some of the music from the band, and then you're going to hear DJ Rex's take on the cantina music. Take a listen. Yeah. So you got it. I mean, that's kind of it. And I think it sounds cantina-esque. I thought it sounded good. Got a great reaction when the room, in the room when they played it. So that's the kind of vibe you're going to be feeling. A little bit of the old school Star Wars and then some of that new DJ-ish kind of hip sound to it. So you'll be able to listen to all that as you're buying your Coca-Colas and your blue milk. They're going to have blue milk and eating your space meat with your custom lightsaber and uh, all that good stuff. Another thing they showed off this was pretty cool, Uh, The interactive portion of Galaxy's Edge, they talked about the Play Disney Parks app, and that's the app you're going to be able to use to interact with everything around Galaxy's Edge. They talked about that a little bit, how that works. Here's a little clip of uh, explaining what you're going to be able to do with your phone. Take a listen.
2: Uh, this will give uh, you the ability to interact with some of the droids that you see throughout the land, as well as some of the blinky light panels and maybe even some of the ships. Uh, we also have uh, an, amazing, uh, an amazing tool that gives you the ability to actually scan some of the, um, uh, the propping that you see throughout the land. So we've got these cargo crates everywhere, for example. And you can use your scanning device to look inside those crates and find out what's inside. Um, We also have a translation device. So much of the the text and the languages that we'll hear and see in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is is not in English, right? So this tool will allow us to understand what that airbush sign actually says. Um, And last, we have a really great uh, tuning tool that allows you to tune into the various satellite dishes and antenna arrays all throughout the land and, and actually eavesdrop on some of the amazing stories that Margaret and Matt and the whole story team have been developing to give you this whole new layer uh, of storytelling behind Black Spires Outpost.
0: Yeah, and that was really cool. That's just a small, it's, again, it's a really visual thing that you, that you need to see. But what was neat about this, on my way out of the panel, I talked to a bunch of fans who were there about what they thought about all of this. And one guy I talked to was from California. He told me that he actually tested This smartphone feature, they were running something with the Haunted Mansion out at Disneyland a few years ago, and he got to try it out, and uh, he walked away very excited about hearing about this, and so I asked him about the technology and what that experience was like, and here's what he had to say.
1: I I did this Disneyland Haunted Mansion gift box set, which was a scavenger hunt utilizing technology on the phone. I was a test program for this, obviously, wow. to, to have this work. It was a limited edition. It was like one of those mystery box sets, like a loot crate, except they did it for the Haunted Mansion. So you had different, you had different things you had to chase down in the park and utilize your phone, and it would interact with certain things with inside the park and actually inside the Haunted Mansion. Now it looks like they've made this bigger for Star Wars. Now I get it and I'm like I can't wait for this to work. When will you go
0: to Disneyland for this thing? You going to wait a while? Are you well, going to go I'm right when it opens? I'm
1: a pass holder at Disneyland, so look, I'd love to tell you I'd be able to get in on May 31st. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I got I've been waiting. I hope they were going to do it here to do the uh, to talk about the reservation process. I as soon as I can get my me and my friends in there, we're going to be there, hopefully within that first month. All
0: right, so that's the question, right? Is <laughs> When are you going to go to this? A lot of people walking out like, oh, I want to go now. I want to be there now. But uh, that's not going to happen, right? So um, what I want to do here on the show, I plan to get a Disney travel expert on here to talk about navigating this thing. When should you go? What should you do to guarantee you can actually get in to galaxy's edge and experience everything in it when is everything going to be open when can i go there to make sure that how many days am i gonna have to spend at galaxy's edge to really process everything that's there, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get somebody. We've got some experts. I'm gonna try to get somebody on closer to when this thing plans to open. Uh, Galaxy's Edge opens at Disneyland on May 31st. That's in California, and at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida, Hollywood Studios it opens on August 29th. Again, Rise of the Resistance will not be open when the park first opens. You're gonna have to wait a little bit longer for that. Don't have an exact date on it yet. All right. So uh, that's pretty much my report from that. I've got more in the recap of the day on the website. Again, marcusleshock.com, wgntv.com slash coastin. On all my social channels, you can follow me there. And I want to hear more of your uh, questions and comments. Is there something you want to know about Galaxy's Edge? Maybe the theme park in your area. Do you have something that you want to hear more about or a question that you have? I can get answers for you. I can try to get answers for you at least. So send me those comments. One of these weeks, we'll do just a mailbag where I'll answer your questions and try to get answers to a lot of your questions for you. Uh, As a reminder, you go to marcusleshock.com. Click on the Submit Your Story button. You can tweet me at Marcus I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Marcus Leshock. WGNTV.com slash coastin. Next week, I'm traveling to Canada's Wonderland to ride Yukon Striker the record breaking BNM dive coaster that everybody's been talking about this offseason. Finally, going to get a chance to ride this thing. It looks absolutely incredible. I will put together a podcast there for when I get back, but tune into the WGN Morning News next week. You will see the video of me on the ride. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'll see you then. For now, push down, pull up on your lap bars. I'm Marcus Leshock. We'll see you next time.